During the pandemic, Jean Lachey unexpectedly lost her well-paying nine-to-five job with benefits and paid vacation. On today's episode, Jean joins me to share how she recovered by doubling the salary she lost when she went all in on her portrait photography business. If you're working for someone else and hating it, Jean's story will inspire you like nothing else. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Hi, everybody, and I'm so excited today for you to meet someone, someone who is a peak performance coaching student in my coaching program, but I hope that today her story really inspires you because it definitely inspires me. Hello, Jean Lachey from Chicago. Welcome, and I'm so glad you're here. Thanks, Sarah. I'm happy to be here talking to you, as always. Yeah, so share with everybody the bomb that hit you right in the middle of the pandemic. So I was um, working at a university here in Chicago for four years, had a, a great staff position as a photographer for them. And once COVID hit, things started closing down and changing. And um, out of the blue, I was laid off on June 8th of last year. Right as the pandemic got started. And that's scary, right? Oh, so yeah. this was a job... Being a photographer, it was kind of on the commercial side, but um, it was, you know, a paid every, every, whatever, two weeks, you were given a paycheck, <laughs> right? A job. That's the cool thing about a job and cool that you had a job as a photographer, which I know not everybody gets to have that job, that day job, but where did your photography business fit in, into this world? Like your portrait photography business? Well, I had uh, been working I had kind of a rough road because I've been laid off twice from um, really nice paying uh, jobs with benefits in my uh, career. First from uh, Chicago newspaper in 2011. And um, when that industry had started to downward spiral with the crash of the market in 2008, I figured it was only a matter of time before cuts were going to come. And so uh, really in 2008, I kind of buckled down and got serious about building a part-time business um, as my plan B because I had two small children and uh, I was recently divorced. And so I knew I had to have something ready to go if that job ceased, and which it did in 2011. And so I had started preparing myself uh, with training with you in, in the form that it was back in 2008. And uh, trying to set myself up to succeed on my own and decided to try that for a few years. And I was lucky enough to get some freelance uh, work in addition to doing the portraits and ended up uh, with that staff 
photographer's job at the university because they were one of my freelance clients at the time. So I worked there for four years and then again, laid off. And um, I had continued my side business because if anyone's ever been laid off from a job, they know how scary it is and how gun shy you can get. Um, and I took that full-time job feeling, you know, you never really get rid of the feeling that, oh my God, these jobs can go at any time because they, people get cut all the time. And so I don't know if um, I would ever feel comfortable in a full-time job again. So I just kept doing my side business and, and was it difficult? Yes. Uh, working, it was basically working two jobs because everyone knows how hard that uh, you work when you're on your own. And so I kept it alive during this period. And I just, uh, thank goodness I did because this kind of came out of left field. There was no indication that this job was going to, um, you know, be cut, but it just happened with COVID with all the other uncertainties that we faced. And so uh, this time when I had, uh, we had met at your studio, I think in February of 2019, for a, a several day immersion. Um, and at that point I was like, I had invested in that immersion um, later that turned into peak performers as we know it now. But um, when I had invested in that and gone and been so inspired and I was like, yeah, this is really what I want to do. You know, I, I have a good job, but this is really where my heart is. So I decided at that point that I was going to keep working really hard on it. And whether I had a a choice to make, whether I keep the job I had at, or work for myself, then at least at whatever point um, I was going to be ready. And uh, and because it happened out of the blue, I was I was still ready though to go. And it's been really great, um, you know, developing my business and giving it the full time um, effort that it deserves and needs. And and so far so good. So knock on wood that it keeps going. Okay, so let's go back to you. You were kind of, I didn't realize our relationship went back to 2008 when you were doing some of my different trainings. And, you know, back then it was sort of steady at home, which as a coach, I realized people need that feedback loop because I would tell people to go do something and they would hear it a different way and say, oh, I tried that and it didn't work. And when I started coaching and realizing, well, wait, tell me what you did, I started realizing, okay, they didn't do exactly the way that. I intended for them to do it. Right. And so, um, you got in on that, your kids are older and I just love that. And I remember talking with you and feeling like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but feeling like you weren't just driven by money, 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 right? Like, Oh, I want to be wealthy, but you were like, you know, I'm getting to an age where I want to have security. And we didn't know what was coming. That was pre pandemic. Right. So was your, do you feel like your business was more of a hobby back then? Or by the time you got to me and came to my studio or like, I'm ready for it to be more than a hobby. Oh yeah. I mean, when I say hobby, yeah. when I say hobby, like, I mean, people still make a hobby income, right? Oh, it doesn't sure. mean you're not making money, but that you want to have a career. Oh yeah. And it had, um, you know, it had been, you know, good side money to have, you know, fun money for vacations and for spoiling my daughter's. And, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what my income was, but, you know, it was enough for me to do the things I really wanted to do when I wasn't working, which was the only other thing, because you do end up working for a while. And I remember you telling me that, is it going to be hard? Yeah, it's hard because you are working the weekends and then you're working a Monday through Friday job. And, um, but I really had uh, wanted to 
just have the creative ability to work on my own and do what makes me happiest. And really, I always considered, you know, myself not a great employee because I don't like being told what to do, especially when it comes to my photography. And so I knew I wanted to be my own boss and, you know, and be able to, you know, take on all that that means, you know, the blame or the responsibility or the decision making. I really enjoy that aspect of business too. Let's go to when that happened, right? Out of the blue, the, the college calls you and they say, Gene, your job is gone, right? And all of a sudden you had to get in the mindset of, okay, this is my fun money. This is my extra in my life. And now this has to replace that check that was coming, get sort of guaranteed every couple of weeks. How do you, what, what was going through your mind? Uh, well, it was exactly the same speech I had received from my employer in 2011. It just was in, you know, a new form. So uh, I was thinking, you know, oh my God, you know, here we go again. And the uncertainty is really scary. I'm not going to lie. It's just the unknown um, because you get used to a regular paycheck and you get used to benefits being paid and they had really great benefits, you know? So, um, and so just kind of facing all of that and trying to figure out, okay, how much do I need to make in order to be a viable business and support my family? And that's, so that took some serious, I, I was more of um well, you're not going to like this, but more of a fly by my seat kind of gal for the last couple of years where I didn't track everything. I, you know, everything just kind of worked out and I'm, you know, beautiful chaos of my business that somehow, you know, my accountant says, always said to me, she'll be different this year because I'm actually better at tracking everything, but she'll look at me at tax time and go, well, you did it again. I don't know how you did it, but you made it another year. And so that was pretty much the story of me. I didn't really know how it was happening, but it still was working out. But now um, with your help and Jill Liebhaber's help, I'm really uh, getting on track to look at exactly what's happening every month. And so that's been interesting, you know, and then you just have yeah, to, Jill. you know, I have to plan how much do I need for my health insurance? How much do I need for my mortgage? How much do I need for this? How much? So I know how much that I need to bring in. And so that really is more motivating where you're like, okay. And I still don't need to be filthy rich. I just, I just want to live a life that I can support my family with. So, and I'm still just motivated more by the enjoyment of it than I am the money actually, but the money is always a nice bonus. Okay. So you sat down and you looked at, all right, these are my bills. This is the money I have to generate. Right. Most people would just sit in a corner right then and start crying. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh, that's so much money. So how did you mentally then say, okay, I know what to do. Like, I know you've done a cool, cool promotion with a, an adorable little camper, right. like a retro camper with high school seniors. You partnered with a local business. You partnered with charities and you're in COVID, right? You're in Chicago. The, our state is pretty much shut down or, or it's very, they've been very tight on restrictions. So in your mind, how did you decide like, okay, I'm going to go do this instead of sitting stuck in a corner crying. Cause 
I mean, that's definitely cry worthy. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, you know, um, I have to just say that you have given us the tools to do, you know, anyone can succeed if you work hard enough at the tools that you've provided. And I believe that 20 years ago, and I still believe it now, the problem was 20 years ago, well, not quite 20, but almost 20 years ago, I didn't do what you told me to do. And the peak performers has been awesome because of the accountability factor and meeting with the small groups and saying, yes, I'm going to do something. And then having your group members go, oh, did you do that? And, you know, the follow up is always I, I'm big on needing accountability. And so that's been the big difference. And I've had, you know, it's, um, you know, like the Wizard of Oz, where she tells you that you had the magic in you all along, you just didn't know. And uh, so you know what to do. It's just a matter of getting it done. So I have uh, more, I've been more intentional in following what you've been teaching and just making plans to, okay, I know that I need to do this. So how am I going to get there and having that plan ahead of me? So, but it's the same things. It's the auction donations. It's the charity partnerships. It's the fostering relationships with Dream 100. It's, it's all the things that you have preached and continue to preach. And it actually works if you do it surprise. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? And you know, it's interesting because we teach things that are our shorter term that you can get clients quicker, but a lot of the things are layered, right? They're planting seeds. They're building longer term relationships, which can be scary when you're finding yourself like, Oh, I'm now my schedule's open, but luckily you had been starting some of those relationships. So this might be helpful to people who are working full time and who are saying, I can't start my photography business because I have three kids at home and I'm working full time. I'm going to wait until, you know, they're gone. Whereas you didn't do that because of the work you had done while you were working full time. No, you couldn't go full in on your photo business, but do you feel like that made a difference in helping you hit the ground running? I think it did. Oh yeah, because the seed planting is always the most important thing. And you know, the stuff that we were able to do during COVID come, is coming back this year, you know, because I've met so many people and I've created relationships when we had nothing to shoot, but we had time to create those relationships and plant the seeds. I really truly feel that that's gonna, you know, that's going to be payoff, you know, in, in the coming months and years, because um, that's just as important as going out and photographing a session to me, you know, and I'm, and I'm actually, I really enjoy that aspect of it. I know a lot of people are scared of that, um, of talking to people and reaching out to people, but I had found that, boy, when you actually reach out and talk to someone and you want, you come from a good place and you want to help them, they're very receptive and it, it works out great, you know, and you go in not expecting anything from them. Um, and you put that good out into the world, it comes back to you. It always does. Yeah, it definitely does. The other thing that I thought was interesting for you, I know it's easy because we're creatives to be like, squirrel, I love this idea and this idea and this idea. And, and people sometimes are looking for the magic idea. Like there's one marketing idea that they need to know what it is and then everything will work out in their business. And you, you happen upon this adorable little like camper. Oh, it's, yeah. It's like pink, right? It's just yeah. adorable. It's like retro little camper that goes on the back of a car and you decked it all out and you did these sort of retro inspired images with a group of high schoolers that turned into this 
revenue faucet for you. Um, and again, it wasn't like you were, you, you followed our formula in how to build events and things around it, but it was just, no one else had done it. You were like, I just found this opportunity. You followed systems that taught you how to monetize that, but wasn't that neat? Like that, that just became such a great revenue stream for you. And you just sort of saw this opportunity and you jumped on it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we talked about our strengths and everything, and I am um, a big action taker, like to a fault. So when I see something, I almost have, I feel compelled to do it. Like now I want it done. I want to get going. I want to start it and finish it. And, um, when I had just, happened upon um, Francis, the traveling trailer. Like I love doing stuff that no one else does around here because there's so many shoot and burn photographers and everything looks the same. And I, I just like to have really unique stuff. And so um, I just figured out, the, out who owned it, how to get a hold of her, got it rented, and then um, had several really successful shoots, you know, in the fall, summer, fall, and uh, winter. So yeah, so very... Uh, can't be a unique idea and just getting it done when you, when you come across instead of thinking about it for a while, you know, just yeah. jumping in. Especially because you knew what to do, right? right? You didn't just go out and discount. You had systems and you went out and you got full paying sessions. Like you had good averages. And, and um, I want you to talk a little bit about just to kind of wrap, wrap this all in a pretty bow, not like the dollar amount, but how did what you made in this year of a pandemic compare to what you were making? Like, were you excited about it? Did it, how did, how did that compare? It, it almost, I almost doubled my income in the year of the pandemic. <laughs> just almost doubled. Yeah. It was really, I couldn't believe it. Um, I, I just, uh, I was, you know, super happy with how the year turned out, considering everything we are up against. And um, I'm actually hoping to double my income again this year, because now we have more opportunities for sessions. And now I know what I need to get done. And I'm, I'm just, you know, marching down that road. That just gives me chills to hear you say that, because I'm thinking, I didn't know that the actual number I was hoping for like, oh, I got near my income or whatever, but to double it, be your boss, freedom and flexibility and have that um, ability to do what you want, when you want, build your schedule when you want it is so fantastic. And, you know, I'm super proud of you too, for doubling down on your training. You know, a lot of people would have been like, oh, I'm unemployed. I have to, I have to quit my coaching program because I don't have money. Whereas you were like, no, this is what's going to get me there. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I never put it on a credit card or anything because that was my motivation every month that I wanted to pay for the coaching program. So I needed to make X amount of dollars. And that was figured in with the rest of my expenses because I wasn't going to let go of it. I have no intention of letting go of it. I, I always tell you, you're stuck with me and as a lifer and uh, it's been um, worth every single penny, as you so often say um, to help me get to where I'm at. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. So I can't thank you enough for that. Well, you are welcome. It fires me up to talk with people just like you, you know, everybody has their story, but 
anybody who's worked a full-time job and especially being in the industry you're in, right? Being a, a newspaper photographer, like that is a dying industry. I have a friend who works at our local newspaper. I know most of the local media, right? Cause I've been here in this market for so long. And I saw him at a volleyball game the other night and just so sad, like they're cutting back. They're even cutting pay. They're cutting hours or cutting opportunities. So, um, having gone through that once and then knowing how that felt and then having to go through it again, I'm just, I'm so proud of you. I know this is going to give, inspire a lot of people who have that fear, right. Of what if I, I mean, someone else controls your pay, your everything. And while it does give you some security to know that it's coming, it's not guaranteed that it's always going to come. And I'm just so proud of you for saying, Hey, I can do this, right. I can do this. I can make this work. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember um, talking, and this is inspiration for others who are, are trying to make the transition. I was talking with my sister about um, a day off that we needed to do something together. And she goes, well, can you get the day off? And I said, well, let me ask my boss. Yes, you can have the day off. And so that's, <laughs> the best, that's the best to me is when I can just make those decisions. I can take care of my dad. I can go on vacation when I want. You know, there's so many benefits to this, and uh, I'm just hoping um, that this will just keep going and growing and growing because that's what I intend to do with it. I love it, and I love watching you grow as a leader in our community and um, being able to, you know, my next step goals for you are to really make sure you're getting your arms around your numbers so your accountant doesn't have to say at the end of the year, wow. You did great. I want you to go, here's what I did. And here's, I know exactly how it happened. I know exactly where my profit comes from, which I know you're learning and getting better. And it is hard to learn all those things as you're growing fast, right? To manage the growth, to understand the numbers, um, because the answers are in the numbers for everything, you know, as far as like, if people want a studio, they want an employee, whatever you want in your life, um, you've got to understand those answers. So I'm proud of you being being a creative and wanting to do the fun stuff, which is me too, right? We want to do the fun and the photos, but for us to be able to have that security and know that we can continue that year after year, like understanding the numbers. So I'm really proud of you. And I look forward to the growth for you in that area as you're growing. So are you scared of that or are you excited for that? Are you open to that? I am. It's numbers are not my favorite. I think a lot of creative people will agree that the accounting and the tracking and all that is not their favorite part of being a business owner, but it is a necessary part. And how are you supposed to get to where you want to be if you don't know where you're coming from? So it's unfortunately for me, it's a necessity. (laughs) And I think it is for everyone because when you start realizing how hard you're working for your money and where the money's made you start to make better decisions, right? Because again, you're choosing to leave your family and go do a session. You want to know that that's going to be worth your time, Absolutely. right? Because you're in control of that now. Yeah, yeah. And, and I have cool. no one to turn to except myself. So that's probably the best part of it. That is awesome. Jean, uh, John Clark Ross said, Jean is a fantastic mentor. Mentor, go woo can do clan. That must yep. be the name Thanks, of your John. small group. I love John's it. John's also a former newspaper photographer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad that we got put in the same group. That is fantastic. And holding each other accountable and having like, that's what I love about the size of our group. It's big enough that everybody can find someone who's in their life situation, a single parent with toddlers at home, like, 
empty nester, you know, in the retirement part of life. Like there are people in every time zone, every phase of life, every struggle, studio, no studio. And I think that really helps to see others who are in your same position. So what would you say to the person who's working a full-time job and they're saying, oh, my photography is just a hobby. I can't make money at it until the kids are gone or until whatever, because who knows what the future holds? How do you inspire them to hold some space in their life for growing their photography business, investing time or money or whatever it takes, even if it can't be full out, full scale, what do you say to them based on what you know? I I think that you have to make a commitment to the life that you want to have and that it's absolutely doable. Everything is doable if if you can find the way to do it and you can't be afraid. And I feel as though you shouldn't put it off. You should just start going in the direction that you want to head. And is it easy? No, it's not easy working seven days a week and working 14, 21 days in a row without a day, a true day off. But, um, where do you want to be in, in a year, three years, five years? Do you want to be happy or do you want to be in the same spot you're in right now? And that's the important thing is that you just got to um, just move forward and get, you know, whatever you can get done, you start getting done and you just keep building on that. And that's the only way to do it. You can either sit and think about it or you can get it done. I love it. And that paid off for you when a pandemic hit. And the, the, you know, people were cutting back and your position was one of those that got cut back. And I'm just, I'm so proud of you. You inspired me. I know you inspire everyone in our community because I think for most people that would have taken at least a couple months to pull up the pants, the big girl pants with big boy pants and say, okay, I've got to do something. And for you to be able to just take what you'd learned and just run with it is so inspiring. And you didn't miss a beat. I mean, you not only replaced your salary, you doubled it. So it can be done, guys. It can be done. Photography doesn't have to just be a hobby. Thank you, Jean Lachey, for being here. I know you've you've inspired a lot of people today. And I really appreciate you. And I'm so proud of you that not only that you replace your income, but that you're building a life Um, as your kids are getting into their lives, right? They're getting out of college and into college and building their life. You can be fully present with them at this phase in their life. So thank you for being here and sharing your story. Oh, you're welcome. And everyone um, that's listening, I have been where you've been. You know, life has happened to to me in the same way it's happened to everybody else. And you have a choice of how you're going to respond to it. And that's really the only thing you have control over. So no matter what you're going through, I know that you can do it. When things don't go according to plan, it can be really hard to recover. I hope Jean's story inspired you to see that even when things feel like they're falling apart, there truly can be something better waiting for you on the other side. I believe in you. Probably one of the most fragile phases of going boutique is that tender spot where you're fired up about the possibilities but you don't have a ton of income coming in yet because you haven't gotten your first thousand dollar client, the person we call your Julie. Going boutique really turns your business upside down in a good way with new systems for selling, for marketing, and for pricing. And it really can be heart pounding and nerve wracking. Well, one of the ways I've made the transition easier for photographers is my 60 day online workshop called Boutique Breakthrough where we scrub through your prices, your photography, your brand, and your selling system to make you boutique. 
We only open this course up a few times a year to a small group of photographers because my team and I literally hold your hand through your transition. A new class is starting soon, so if you're interested in learning more, go to boutiquebreakthrough.com for a free training to see if Boutique Breakthrough is right for you.